Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits. On WhatsApp or on social media over the weekend particularly, you would have saw numerous videos of different gangs, particularly in around the north side of Dublin. Shocking videos, by the way, of gang violence in around Port Marnock. I believe there's a gang from Darndale or after Port Marnock. There's another gang in around Baldoyle. There's gangs in Balbriggan. Uh, there's gangs everywhere. Gangs of young fellas and young ones, probably in somewhere between 12 and 16 years of age. And basically just randomly attacking people. Now, Fianna Fáil TD for North Dublin, Dara O'Brien says, uh, deducting fines from salary or social welfare payments for un- of unfit parents needs to be looked at to stem the spate of mob attacks, organised fights and public drinking sessions that broke all social distancing measures last weekend. He also told the Dublin Live on Friday that the only way to hurt them is in their pocket. He goes on to say, we must be much more inventive about looking at fines, deducting from salary or social welfare for parents of these thugs who have absolutely absconded their parental responsibilities. His calls echoed the comments of a multitude of frustrated Dubliners, particularly who are increasingly worried and uh, the angered and angered at the lack of parenting which allows teens to terrorise innocent residents all while travelling well beyond the five-kilometre lockdown. Leave the lockdown aside, by the way. Let's just make it a bit COVID-free. Either way, they would have done it anyway, whether it was social distancing or lockdowns or not. Now, this comes after a week of violence carried out by gangs of youths who terrorised elderly residents, attacked innocent children, punched and abused Garda Shia Khanna, and flagrantly ignored any social distancing and lockdown measures. Now, on Monday, a large gang of up to 30 teenagers threatened to kill one teenager. They had trapped in a, in a cocooning couple's porch uh, during 90 minutes of mayhem in Port Marnock, where they attacked several innocent residents, including a man pushing a buggy and an off-duty Garda Shia Khanna. The following day, a teenager in neighbouring Baldoyle suffered grave head injuries after a gang who, like the day before, arrived on their bikes. Today, I want to know what should be done to tackle these antisocial behaviour thugs and teenagers, these scumbags. What should be done? They're vermin, they're lowlife. What should be done to tackle it? Clearly, their parents must know where they are. When my son, or sons, and daughter, for that matter, this is mainly little young fellas rather than young ones, although there is a few girls involved. When they were 14 years of age or 15 years of age, I knew where they were. Oh, if they were in a gang, I'd have known about it. What parent doesn't know where their 15-year-old is? Or 14-year-old, for that matter? Who doesn't know these things? So, there are many factors that feed into antisocial behaviour, apart from parenting, upbringing, notably uh, social and environmental conditions, access to education, generational poverty and peer pressure. Is it fair to just place all the blame on the parents? I say yes, it is fair, because it's generational. And if it's generational, the parents should stop it in its tracks. Poverty is not a reason to behave like a scumbag. A lot of us of my age, would have come from an, um, a time when we didn't have much money. The people nowadays don't know what poverty is. Unemployed people don't know what poverty is compared to those of us of my generation from the 70s and 80s. And before that, if you go back to the 50s and 60s, poverty was even worse. And they weren't scumbags. The majority of people in the country didn't have a pot to piss in or a pair of sho- or shoes to wear on a Sunday. But they still didn't get involved in this kind of behaviour. So, what's the solution? 
make parents responsible for their children. Is that a good idea? And according to Dara, it is. Dara O'Brien, he's a TD, Fianna Fáil TD, good man, Dara. He wants to take money off them. 80 quid if your kid, maybe, I don't know. Public order fine would be 80 quid. 80 quid if your kid is acting like a scumbag. If you don't have the money and you're on the dole, take it out of your social welfare by the week. Over five weeks or something like that, or six weeks. Let me know what you think. Would it be a good idea and would it stop them? Because they're thugs. They're scum. They're vermin. Well, they're the vermin, the adults. The children of the vermites. Billy, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Billy? Yeah, how are you, Niall? Yeah, I agree with you. I, I don't agree with regards where the, the poor, they come from this and they don't have that. Listen, everybody, no matter what part of the city you're from, north side or south side now, you've got every facility you want. You've got every club you want, from GA clubs to boxing clubs. I could go on here all night, right? Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Then, a lot of people doing this, they are, they are all scumbags, there's no doubt about that, but they're not, their parents are not necessarily on the dole. No, no, I didn't know. I didn't say they were. No, no, but they're, they're, they're probably, uh, the parents are probably respectable as me. You, maybe the odd one doesn't know, but majority, as you said, would know. What should be done? Well, I work in, as you know, where I'm actually not there at the moment because I'm on the road because my hours were cut by the management of the shopping centre. But uh, I'm on the road at the moment now, and I was in a particular shopping centre. And before I went back to the shopping centre, I was in another shopping centre right beside it. And there was murder uh, about oh, two weeks ago. One gang came down after another gang. Uh, are, these the, are these the same gangs we're seeing on social media at the moment? From I think so, yeah. Paul Marnock, so. um, Darren Dale. Gang, and the Balbriggan gang are like, well, how should I put it? Like, I can say what they like. They're not uh, Irish nationals. They're all uh, foreigners. And they're all mainly black people, to, uh, to tell you the truth. That's well, being honest, right? Okay, so well, well, okay, but uh, well, culturally you might have an issue, but, but skin well, colour... Skin, skin, skin colour doesn't matter, yeah. yeah. I well. don't care. I don't care. So what should be de- done, Niall? Right? This is what I've been saying should be done, like they have in the UK. Because I'm sick of it. And this is, as you said, this is going on well before COVID. And it'll go on well after COVID. And it needs to be nipped in the bud before some innocent person is killed like that off-duty guard and that fella out in Port Marty. Disgusting. What needs to be done, Niall, is... Right, the guardie, I'm not knocking them. We call them sometimes. They don't come. They don't respond. But at the moment now, as I said, I'm not in the shopping centre, but well, before I left the shopping centre, we have two guards assigned to us, which is absolutely brilliant, and they do come to us. And when we call Kulak, they come as well. I just don't know why that can't happen uh, after the COVID. But what should happen to people, uh, the kids, uh, what should happen is they should be, uh, when a guardie is called, the guardie take their names, and then the next time the guardie see them, they should be given an ASPO, no, no questions asked, straight into court, given an ASPO. And when if they break it, then they should be straight in. I don't, I don't, I don't think we have ASPOs in this country. No, we, have, we don't have. We have, we have JLOs, yeah. They do, they do, in yeah. But JLOs are t- totally different than ASPO. That's yeah, just yeah, the ju- Juvenile liaison officer, but an ASPO is Nile. You can't go out. Right. So in other words, that they're curfewed. Exactly, yeah. and that's what we need, no bullshit, and then if they break the curfew, Niall, they need to go away, regardless of what, once they're over 12, they need to put away into Orbitstown, some, some uh, similar uh, facility like that, no bullshit, I'm sick of bullshit and excuses, everybody's sick of bullshit and excuses, I'm going about my business, you're going about our business, these fuckers are intimidating you on the way into the shopping centre, they're fucking cycling through the uh, shopping centre on bikes, uh, they're fucking putting it up to you. They're only 12, 13 years of age. Fucking, you know what I mean? On a regular basis, uh, giving you bullshit. So 
something needs to be done because I'm fucking sick of the bullshit myself. Right, you sound very angry in fairness, Billy. No, I am. No, no, I, I, no, I know because it makes your life difficult because that's no, what you, no, no, you work at. Give me all the bullshit you want, uh, but because uh, I was wor- worked as a barman years ago, so I've heard it all, I've seen it all. But uh, these little shits think they're great, and they need to be tucked down a peg or two. Did you see the videos going around at the weekend? I uh, didn't see that one about uh, about Cormac uh, where you know I didn't no. see that at all. I saw one. I think it was Bal Doyle. Somebody sent me the video of Bal Doyle, and I just see it's like just a swarm of kids running across the green, and there was a guy like jogging, and he was just out doing his little five k yeah. jog. And next minute, I just think they attacked him. They attacked anybody that was in their in their path. It was terrible no, to watch. No, we need Aspos now, not JLO. JLO, you just get someone, you go up to the bloody police station and they give you a ticket out. No, an Aspo. And then if they break you, then they fucking go to uh, the detained. Watch your language there, really, if, if oh, you sorry, can. If sorry, you can. No, sorry, no. They get an Aspo and uh, they're detained. Why is this so difficult? Why are we talking about this again? And it'll only get worse. We need to nip it in the bud. We can do it. Okay, well, okay, we'll stay there for a second. Let me go to Michael. Michael, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Michael? Good evening, Niall. Good I evening, was, Michael. I was, it's, it's funny that you brought this up tonight because I was listening the other night. I, I'm, um, I'm still young at heart, but I was listening to the old songs, and there was one particular song. I'd love you to play it sometime, but there's a great model in the song. It's called Juvenile Delinquents. But, um, it's Juvenile Delinquents, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But this, this is this, and I was just thinking... This is exactly what's happening today. Now, it happened way, way back all those years ago in America in the 50s. You're talking about the 50s and 60s. But at least some of us, we, have, we were brought up, okay, hard times, but they were valuable times. And the love, and, uh, and there was so much different. Okay, they have so much today, but what, we had very little back then. But what we had was love and understanding from our families. And if you weren't in a certain... When I was a kid... I know. You, you, yeah. you, you, your parents knew I remember, where you were, yeah. I, I, I remember I was adopted as a baby. But I remember my foster mum telling me, right, there's the road. You go out there and play, Nick. And I'm telling you now, if you disappear off that road, you're grounded. And every now and again, she'd look at the curtains and she'd yeah. see. And I could take my friend in. And she... It's not the fact to weigh them up, but at least they knew who they were. Do you, do you think you know, parents? Do you think parents of these kids? And I, I looked at this video. Most of these kids are between twelve and sixteen years of age. Do you think their parents are irresponsible? They're totally. But you're talking. Some of these kids are miles away from their houses. Yeah, but I tell you one thing. No, I tell you what. What needs to happen there? You're talking about if they're up in front of a judge and the parents get done and someone is taken out of the door. I, I sort of wouldn't totally agree with that. I think all the money should be taken from the dole. The whole dole should be taken. Oh, well, then they've no money. No, 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 no. You see, if you take, as that other caller was saying, if you get some people who, if a hundred pound is taken out, well then, okay, you don't know what that parent is involved in or what the whole family are involved in. And they come up with 200 pound more. So it's two fingers up to society. You get two warnings. And I, okay, you get two warnings. I think that should be enough. Two warnings. I think that's two warnings too many. But go on. Yeah. Well, you, well that's even. That's, as you say, that's even. Billy, Billy, Billy is saying, well, and it's one, not even a warning. You get an asthma. Good morning. Get, get your yeah. leg tucked in the next about, time. No, you get no, the no, 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 no. You see, if you stop the parents' money for say a week or two weeks, no money at all, 
then you'll see a turnaround straight away. I'm telling you, I, I, oh, yeah. because they're, they're just sticking their fingers. And, see, this is, I mean, I mean, I know Dara O'Brien mentioned, you know, the fact that you know poverty is a lot to do. I don't Nothing think poverty. Do I don't think poverty is that because if you look at, say, the you know the videos that they put up online, most of these kids have top of the range phones and everything else. You see, so I don't and, think it's and, poverty. No, no, it's not poverty. And the sad thing about it, I, I think you brought this up of what uh, could have been a long time ago, but the sad thing about it is. If you don't, from the time your child is born, whether it's a girl or a boy, you have you have children yourself. Mm-hmm. They're probably teenagers now. Oh, they're adults. But you have to spend time with them. And if if parents more or less say, "I haven't the time to spend with you. I'm going here. I'm going there. You have to stay with your friends." Do you not think when by the time they're thirteen or fourteen, there's a rebellion set into their into their heads, and they will do what they like because. They will turn around and say to you at 14, well, where the, sh- where the crap were you when I was eight and nine? You were out in the boozer. You were out with your mates. You never really told me then that I had to be in at a certain time. Yes, yeah, so some, of, some t- of these parents... What are you telling me now? Yeah, I mean, uh, the, the problem is is that you have thugs sometimes breeding thugs. Uh, yeah, in other words, their parents but, are thugs. And a lot of these kids, with respect, I suppose, Billy... Yep. I'm, I'm not yep. saying that I feel sorry for them, but their parents don't give a shit. And that, no, no, and that is why, that's, no, that is why, and you're, you've hit it on the nail. I, mean, I know I use that word a lot, but you're right. You're absolutely yep. right. And that's why you've got to come full force with the law. Yep. You're going up there and saying, right, you get, say, £300 or whatever it is, I, I don't know. And you're saying, okay, we're going to take 100 And they're just smiling at their friends outside or inside the courtroom. They have their own ways of communicating. But if you turn around and said to them, well, this is what's going to happen. You're out to get into one and you put your fingers up at society and you're actually, you're, you're actually causing menace in the neighborhood. And as a matter of fact, elderly people or even young people could end up being psychologically uh, uh, damaged. Physi- uh, if it's not physically, it could be mentally. And that could, that could last a lifetime with those people who have been damaged by these thugs. So what you do with two warnings, and that's it. At the back and front of you, just say, oh, you're back again. You must really, you mustn't give two craps. This is what's going to happen. When you go and collect your money next week, you know, you're going to, no money. Uh, okay, well, hang on, because I look at some of the text. Hi, Nile. I was in Connolly Station this evening at 7.30. Youths on scooters and bikes screaming, shouting, fighting uh, at the Garda, at the Garda Station not three minutes away. Please. And the person mentions in relation to Asmos. Well, I didn't know this, and I'll check and see. I'm sure it's true. I'm not doubting the person who texts in. Part 13 of the Criminal Justice Act 2006 gives the Garda power to deal with youths between the ages of 12 and 18 years of age, and this includes applying to the courts for an Asmo. So, yeah. well, the thing so really, you might, you might be right. There might be ASBOs. Actually, I get an need to check that. I didn't know we had ASBOs in this they country. They can bring in special powers at the moment for, uh, uh, for the COVID, right? Uh, thankfully, most people are compliant, and I don't think many people will be arrested. We should bring uh, special powers in and keep them in. I'm sick, as I said. I don't want to hear any more excuses. I want the ASBOs. I want something done. Take the money off them as well. Uh, and something has to be done. Uh, it's time to nip it in the bud. You know what I mean? You they see, can be become just as dangerous as the McCarthy Dundon yeah. gang if they're left. Yeah. Some of these you know, they're, you're right, they will go up to be bigger scumbags. The team more so now, and I've just said this tonight, I wouldn't lie to you, I just said it to a friend of mine tonight, that, isn't it very, do you know us anything? And he said, yeah, yeah, I do. I said, what do you know us? He said, some of these little tugs are on bikes. Now, there is some genuine young 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 year olds on bikes because uh, there's more bikes on the road now because of all this. 
Now, I have never seen that in a very... The bike shop must be doing a fortune now. <laughs> but the thing now. And this is the danger. This is the danger now. Because yeah, I was only walking up the road there tonight and it had to be about... I'm not exaggerating. There had to be about 16-year-olds coming down on bikes. But they were all over the road, footpaths, where elderly people were walking down, trying to, trying to dodge them. So this is what you're up against. Now, this can, as that chap was saying, and he's dead right, bring in the salvo and then take the bike off them, and they don't get it back. Yeah. Okay, somebody else says, too many parents nowadays treat their offspring as their friends and not their children. No home discipline whatsoever. In Singapore, such scumbags would be caned by the courts. Bent over and hit with a cane, of course. An American teenager got four strokes on his derriere in 1995. He had been an, if he had have been a native, he would have got six strokes. He only got four because the US president asked for a bit of clemency. That comes in from JCS. Yes, a good slap on the hole. That would probably do it. Uh, by the way, just to mention as well, and he just checked up. Yeah, Asbos came into effect in 2007 in Ireland. And in 2018, there were fewer than 1,000 handed out. So we do actually, I didn't realise, we do actually hand out ASMOs, but only a thousand in the last ten years. But Niall, sorry Niall, Jeez. if you have... I know, it's kind of pointless, isn't it? Yeah, sorry Michael. If you hand out these ASMOs, they're just going to put your, they're, they're just going to put the fingers up at you, because you put your soap in, right, you say, he's an ASMO, he says in, his mate will be out with three more to follow him night. So what you do is, ASMOs to me are a waste of time. No they're Michael, they're not. Michael, no, no. you just round them up. You then if anyone breaks a simple like like a like a parking find, I don't bet right, but the guard are quick enough to knock at your door for the parking find at six in the morning. Well, you just how, go. Would it, how would it feel now if a if a mother went up and she had two juvenile delinquencies all over the place, no control, and they're they're, they're, they're frightening old people, especially now as if we didn't have enough problems now. This right. is you know with the fear factor now. But the thing about it, if you if she goes up and gets her money. And, uh, and, and, and she's told behind that, sorry, I don't know what the problem is. You'll have to go into the social welfare or you'll have to ring them. I'm telling you, she will be home that night and she will grab her son or her two sons and say, look what you have done. I'm getting no money for two weeks. See, the, see who has a smile then. Okay, okay, I'll, well, hang on lads for a second, I'm going to come to John. Oh, by the way, can I just mention too, the bollocks who reversed into my car while I was in it tonight, when I was coming into work just outside the radio station, who got out of the car, noticed he bit of, did, did a bit of damage, jumped back in his car and drove off again. I have your edge, and I have you on dash cam, alright? Just to let you know, I'll be going to the guards after the show with the, with the footage. So, you're a bollocks for going away. You should have just stopped, asked me what was wrong, and we would have got it sorted out there and then, probably. You know, but you didn't. You did a runner, now it's going to cost you money. Uh, okay, by the way, can I, uh, let me just go to John if I can. John, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, John? If I was away, I'd get the neck brace straight away, man, and uh, get the whiplash out. Oh, the, the old neck is starting to feel oh, fair yeah, sore. <laughs> fair sore. Sorry, Billy, my neck is killing me here. Oh. <laughs> No, honestly, God, I was I was waiting to turn. I had actually stopped behind him. I was about, I'd say, it was about three or four meters behind him, social distancing me car, in my car, and um, he was turning left, and then he decided to let another car come out. So he was reversing back, and I beeped the horn about four times, and he reversed straight back into me. And then he got out of the car. I was just about to get out. He got out of the car, looked like real quickly, and jumped back in his car and drove off. Now you have his ridge. I, no, I have. I have the whole thing on video. And by the way, this is just a warning. I said it to Lena tonight. Dash cams. Everybody should have one. Everybody should have a dash cam. It's yeah. imperative you have for situations just like that. No, I'm the way things are going, they think we don't need body cams. Yeah, well, he did a bit of damage to the front bumper of the car and also the reg plate's bent, so he'd be paying for it, don't worry. 
Yeah. yeah, sorry, Michael. Daddy, um, uh, I didn't mean to intrude that, that nice gentleman that was coming in there. No, he wasn't. Maybe, that's John. That's, no, sorry. That was, you, you said nice gentleman. That's John. That's yeah. John O'Dea. Maybe, maybe to time Niall, <laughs> where the ordinary Joe soap, yeah. the ordinary people yeah. will have to wear somebody calm on themselves. So if they're getting abuse from these people on the bikes, they have them on camera. Well, the guards should definitely have them. They should all wear them. Sorry, John, go ahead. Yeah, look, there's a couple of points here. Like, over the weekend, there was absolute mayhem down in Rochester. Now, Rochester would be the fashionable area, one of the fashionable areas of Cork, right? Normally, if something kicks off with you, it's either Nocton Heaney or it's Mahon or something like that. So, like, I don't want to say any trouble, but I was kind of glad in one way that there's in this part of Cork City because it's normally, as they say, the areas that are targeted always and get bad rip, right, which there's great people living in, and there's only a couple of scumbags cause all the problems for everybody, right? But, I mean, like, there was mayhem down there. There was fights all over the place. The girls were called and everything. But before Christmas, there was a bus now from Ballancolic down to Caligaline. They were right around the clock, 24 hours, right? And there was a group going on that before Christmas, and they caused problems. And the lady driver was trying to get, start them out, and they threatened to rape her. Oh, so my. The girls, the girls came along, right? And they put them all back on the bus, right? They escorted them back into town. Oh, I know the, I know the instance you're talking about, yes. Yeah, and then they left them go. There was no charges brought over that thing. No, if there was no other police forces in other parts of the world, I guarantee you wouldn't do it in France, you wouldn't do it in Germany. I'd been in Poland years ago. By Christ, you want to meet the cops. She was the, the uh, she was the driver they threatened to rape, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. female driver, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Now, I heard the story. Thing is, like, like, the whole lot of them like, should have been brought in. Every single one of them should be brought in. They should, they should not have been alone go home. Simple as that. No, no. And that's no, the no. problem. The whole thing needs to change. This, this carry on that you're underage. If you commit a crime, I don't give a crap shit whether you're underage or not. You're after breaking the law. You're after yeah. doing damage to, to either physical damage to someone. You're after doing uh, uh, material damage, whatever. And like this idea of the Asbos, look, We've had them, we were some, one of the first cities in, in Ireland to get Asbos, right? And it's a waste of effing time, right? Like, it's a cut Well, well the fact that we've only, I need mean, to just check, we've only done a thousand of them in over yeah. uh, they're, they're 11 years. Joke, like. They mean nothing, like. they have no fear of that. That's a badge of honour. I have two Asbos, I have three Asbos. How many Asbos did you? It's a lot of bollocks, right? Yeah, I know. I mean, look, Billy. You know, I do remember yeah. that in the UK. You know, the badge, the Asbos were were looked at like a badge of honour for some, like like a passing out for some of these people, some of these scumbags. Detain them. Detain them. Hang on, John. Hang on. Sorry, Billy. Detain them. Just take, detain them. Then bring them down the, uh, to the station and then process them. Move them off somewhere like Oberstown. Build a few other facilities like Oberstown and detain them for as many weeks as you want. Like they do in other countries, and they just let you rot in the cell for a few months before they get ready to deal with you. Well, they have juvenile cells in in the United States, and they put them into. But well, we should have cell. them here then. Okay, let's let's start building them. Few days, few, ni- no few nights bullshit. to cool down. You know what I mean? What? A few nights to cool down in a cell. Hundred percent. Yeah. Aye. Yeah. Sorry, John. Yeah, I mean they built a new courthouse here in the place called Langley Street by the city hall here, and we were over there. There was a. Shamanigans uh, going on about their homelessness to the protest, and I was there. And there was a couple of guards, and some of the people tried to get access in, and the guards stopped them right to go into the city hall. But I was talking to the guards after, I was pointing over at the new courthouse. Now they spent absolute millions on this thing, right? And as I said to the guards, they're after spending millions on the new courthouse there, and I said, no, right? But they bring the same people from the same disadvantaged areas, like the same troublemakers, into this and brand new buildings costing millions in front of the same bloody fucking judges again. And said so they put them into more social workers, right? Centers where that you'll be taken and you'll be some form of rehabilitation and you might be turned around. But like this carry on. Um, like, 
Would you blame? Uh, by the way, John, would you blame the parents? Because uh, you know, obviously, uh, North Dublin uh, TD, Fianna Fáil TD, Dara O'Brien, because obviously that's where they're having a lot of problems at the moment in North Dublin. He was saying that you know we should find the parents if they're working or take welfare off them if they're not working. That basically it's the parents' responsibility. They should well, know well, where well, little well, Johnny well, is. That's not the problem. Like, what's that going to solve? You take the welfare. Well, I mean, his idea is if you hit them in the pockets, you know what I mean. Yeah, no, I'm going to make a point as well, sorry. If you stop, if you stop the, the social welfare payment, right, they're going to go down to the social welfare office then and say they can't buy food or they can't pay their ESP bill or whatever. That's not the answer either. Like, Dan Robin's government, like, he built uh, the Lake of Fianna Fáil. We all see what happened out in South Hill and the gangs down there in my Ross and all these things. Basically, they built thousands of houses down there. They put people in there. Well, eight, I think it's 85% unemployment at one stage. Yeah. Exactly. And very low standards of education, domestic violence, <laughs> alcohol abuse, you name it, the whole lot. No social workers going in there. And then they're worried and they wondered then whether there's a gang culture. Okay, but, so yeah, Billy, go ahead. Yeah, yeah I want to make a point as well, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, a lot of police stations around these areas are closed, are, are cut, the areas are cut. Like, Port Marnie, as far as I know, is uh, closed. Malahide is running on uh, lo- uh, less hours. And, uh, is, it, is Port Marnie uh, guard station shut? Is it, yeah, I believe it was shut or something like that. And that's why the, the youths know... I know Hoth is shut, and, yeah, but see, and Malahide uh, look after Hoth now, yeah. These places, these places, COVID, uh, or no COVID, or even... They, they were shut years ago in the recession... Uh, and uh, these areas are big areas, especially Balbriggan and Port Marnock area and stuff like that. And then you have Santry uh, Garda stations close at 10 till 6 in the morning, and you're right beside Ballymun and one of the big areas. And Whitehall well. has gone, Whitehall Garda station, which is a massive well, yeah. area that's gone well, too. Yeah. Well, this, yeah. is like, uh, this is this is the Department of Justice fault, this is Charlie Flanagan's fault. No, it, well, no in, ver- in fairness, it was Alan Shatter closed all yeah, those. I yeah, I know, but, yeah, but, he, but Flanagan can open them, he's the power to open them. And they need to be open now. Uh, you know what I mean? It's uh, it's 2020, the amount of people that living in the country, these areas. It's not good enough. We need them open, all of them open, reopened. And that would help. Yeah, but I, and I, I wouldn't disagree with you. I maybe re- you know, reassign guards to these stations. But the problem is we don't have enough guards either. But stay, but stay there for a second. Let me go to Peter as well. Peter, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Peter? Good. Uh, Peter, okay, so Dara is suggesting, Fianna Fáil TD, Dara O'Brien is suggesting we should find the parents and make them respond for the little vermin children? Well, I disagree 100%, 100% with what the, 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 the TD is saying. Now he didn't, uh, by the way, he didn't call them vermin children, I did. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know yeah. we are the outlook. Um, I wonder how much it costs to fix your, your Bentley bumper that was back then. <laughs> I wish, <laughs> hey, I wish I did have a Bentley, by the way. I wish I did. <laughs> no, I but Noel, as you know, my story, um, my parents tried the whole life my father tried as a whole life bring me to soccer uh, every training session, weekend. When I got to the age of 13, 14, I rebelled against the parents. And, like, I was told to be in at a certain hour, 10 o'clock, and I didn't come in at that hour. And if I wasn't in by that time, my father would be out on the street looking for me, trying to find me. But he wouldn't, he wouldn't be able to find me because I was gone off for the night, and that was it. And then... I wouldn't be allowed back into the house. And were you in a gang? So, yeah, not as big as what's going on now. We're not doing the things what these gangs are doing Have today. you seen the videos, by the way, that's going around? These yeah, gangs? I have. I've seen them and they, they boil me blood because yeah. one of nationalities, two, the people are doing it, two people that can't fight back and so on. Uh, when when it was me, we were going, all going off and stealing cars and stuff like that and coming home and doing stupid things and my parents tried their best uh, 
as I said, my father, if I wasn't in at 10 o'clock, what? he'd come the streets looking for me. Yeah, why? You know? Why? No, no, sir, Peter, I'm talking to someone else, sorry. Oh, you're sorry. <laughs> I thought, I thought right. you were talking to no, Billy as well. No, no, I was talking to someone else, sorry. No, sorry. Yeah, sorry, there go ahead, Peter. That, that don't care whatsoever where their children are. But there are some parents that really do and really try their best, but because of the surroundings, the areas they grow up in, the, the friends that they... Like, I don't know how many times my mother told me, do not hang around with that person. And I'd be the first person I knocked for when I left the house. So it was it was like, they tried as much as they could. And at the age of 15... Well, you, but you probably out. thought they tried as much. And I'm not disrespecting your parents, by the way, but you probably no, thought at the time they tried as much as they could. But maybe they, they could did. have tried harder. No, there's not... How could they? Unless they locked me up in a bedroom, which they did, and I jumped out the top window... Like, how, how... Where did you live, by the way, you, Peter? Where, where did you live? I grew up in Blanchardstown. Okay, and, and the area in Blanchardstown you lived in, was it, was it a bad area, would you say? It was a rough yeah, area? Of course. Yeah. So it's one it's, of them areas where they built hundreds of houses and no facilities. All you had back then was a, was a football team you could play with. Yeah, but see, I don't know. I know, and, and you, I know you're going down that road and, and where you say there's no yeah. facilities, right? A lot of, by the way, areas of working class areas where we'd have the social problems like this actually have more facilities than most other areas, right? Yeah, we do. I, yeah, okay, but the other thing is, I've heard this argument for years. Ah, but there's nothing yeah. better for them to do. I mean, when I was a young fella, I, we had one, I think, youth centre somewhere about two or three miles away from my house. There was nothing for us to do. But we didn't go around wrecking the place. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I don't, I don't buy that as an excuse, you know, ever. I up in court. They say that in court all the time still to this present day. Oh, he, has, he didn't have nothing to do. It's a lot of bullshit. Yeah. Nah. yeah, we're not... We're, I mean, society is not responsible for making, you know, for looking for work for your idle hands. You know what I mean? Mm. Oh, I understand that completely, but I, I know what my parents done. I seen what they went through with me. And what, what ended up happening was the council brought out things where they sent letters that there's antisocial behaviour going on, your son is in antisocial behaviour, and you were at risk of losing your home at that stage. And so what ended up happening is, is I had to leave the house at 16, and that was it, because if I didn't leave the house, my parents were going to be thrown out of the house. Hey. Yeah, sorry, John. Yeah, I think we should definitely look at, like, the Israelis over where the boys and the girls to have to do these 12 months, like, in the army, right? and they're taught discipline. But you see, look, there's been a massive sea change. This is the 50s, the 60s, this is the 70s, right? You're a bit muffled tonight, John. Can you move your phone closer to your face? Yeah, mm. yeah, go on, go on. Just shout a bit louder, go on. Yeah, yeah. Um, the thing is, look, um, we're, we're living in a violent society, you know. I mean, you go back in the 70s even, like, there was no UFC. I mean, that, the, the, the Conor McGregor's your buddy, like, I mean, and all that violence. Yeah, what a wonderful, what a wonderful human being. Yeah, go on, exactly, sorry. Exactly, yeah. There was no, there was no, like, the violence in the films wasn't as bad, but you definitely wasn't able to buy a video game where you could actually control and dish out your level of violence. That is all feeding in. Yeah, but I don't know if I necessarily buy that because in, you know, in the 1960s, you know, you had Muhammad Ali and you had all these other fighters on television and what, and, yeah, like, and movies could, about people could, shooting each other, you know, in Wild yeah, West movies. Could, and, all. No, and that didn't destroy children's minds. I, I watch good yeah, but you film. couldn't throw the video on YouTube and you couldn't the head off somebody back then either. And that's, I mean, a lot, that's a lot. Uh, social media has a lot to do with what's going on today as well. People want to make a name for themselves and you can put up a video of them beating someone and the more the more publicity and this that this is gonna get, the worse it's gonna be. 
because they're getting publicity and people are saying it's a big, big bad gang. Yes, good job, you said, John. They're very well built. They're well fed, like I mean, and they're well bulked up from the whole lot. Mm. And they're very strong and they're extremely fit. Like, I mean, a 17, 18-year-old now, compared to going back to the late 60s or 70s, it's just a chasm of a difference. Though. You know, I, I, I tell it was just my imagination that children nowadays are getting taller, but I think it is true. I believe, actually, statistically, Irish children are actually, on average, getting taller. Both boys and girls are getting taller and bigger. But but in saying that, you know, I, I understand what you're saying, Peter. I know you, ha- you had a difficult background, a difficult, chi- difficult childhood. Uh, you know, you're kind of mixed with the wrong people. And you're saying your parents did their best. And I don't want, you know, because I, I like you, Peter, and I don't want to disrespect your parents. I'm sure you, in your eyes, they did try hard because anything that was stopping you from doing what you wanted to do looked like it was parents trying hard. But maybe they, I mean, what makes, how do I put this without insulting you? Well, I mean, how, why did you turn out to be the way you were and I didn't, for example? And I don't mean that in a disrespectful manner. You yeah. I mean, I grew up in Edenmore which was full yeah. of scumbags yeah. at the time. Now, I don't know what yeah. Edenmore is like now. I'm sure it's changed generationally. It's probably changed a lot. So I don't want to insult the people of Edenmore. But at the time, you know, a quarter of Edenmore was in Mountjoy Jail. So when I grew up in Edenmore, I decided I didn't want to hang around with the people in Edenmore because they were tow rags. So I kind of hung around in the next estate with a few friends of mine from school. So, so what made me different to you? Do you understand what I'm saying? You had a brain enough to say, I'm not hanging around with well, uh, We're all born with the same. We all have this equal access to education. We well, all. You understand. And here, I was, I was always in the highest class until I stayed in school. But when I got with the crowd I got with, that was it. It was over for me. I'd done everything that they wanted me to do. If they said, let's do this, I'd done that. I just didn't care about parents. I didn't care about my family. All I cared about was the, the friends that I had, what we were going to do that night, and that was it. Are your mum and dad still alive, by the way? My mother's still alive, yeah. And, and do you ever talk to her about what a bollocks you were when you were a child and how you treated her and how you kind of took advantage of her? Oh, I could never make it up to her. Um, I could never make it up to her all the things that I'd done wrong, but that was what initially initially um, helped me to change. Would you love to, would you love to go back to your 12-year-old self and slap you across the face and say, wake up? If I'd have listened to me father, I'd probably be a doctor boy now, to be honest with you. Yeah. And I would look, I would love to go back and, and turn back time and change a lot of stuff. But I can't. Main thing that you did, fairness, yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. He's done well now. Let me just come on. Say there a second. Let me go to Angela. Angela, you're on Classic Kids. Angela, would it make a difference to find the kids? Um, no, I don't think it would. Or find the parents, should I say? Sorry, the parents. Find yeah. the parents. No, I don't think it would. Right, but you know what I would do. I think there needs to be a facility built in this country for kids between the age of 12 and 18. And you get two strikes, okay? Well, there is. There's Oberstown, which which is a youth detention centre. We could could build another one if you want. But they're they're not being sent to us. It's not being done right now. It's not like... Well, it's only for the hardcore cases. They're the only ones who end up there. No, you need to catch them on their second strike. But on their first strike... What you do is you get them out cleaning the roads, but you don't get them out cleaning the roads on their own. You get them out cleaning the roads with their parents. Clean the roads, clean up the parks, you know, um, clean down walls, graffiti, the whole lot. That's what you need to do. Get the parents out with them and mortify them, humiliate them. And it sounds bad, but the respect is gone. You have kids raising kids. 
Well, he, well here's an interesting one. There was a young fellow went before the courts back in 2001. I remember covering it on a talk show at the time. He was caught by the guards pissing in O'Connell Street on the ground, right? And the guards picked him up and said, you can't be doing that. That's illegal. So they brought him to court before the judge. And the judge said, he was only 16, I think, right? And the judge said, right, I want you to go to O'Connell Street on Sunday or Saturday, whatever day it was, I can't remember. And he said, I want you to stand there for eight hours with a sign around you saying, I must not urinate on a public street. Yeah. So that was his that was his sentence. And everyone's going, yeah, what a wonderful judge. There's something inventive, you know, embarrass the child, right? So he won't do it again. So in fairness, the newspapers all took pictures of him standing there. There was crowds around him kind of laughing. There he was standing like a gobshite, a guard fairly close to him to keep an eye on him, right? And a yeah. uh, sign around him. There was murder over it. People, parents going, that's terrible, embarrassing. Yeah. That'll kind of cause him mental health problems for the rest of his life. You can't do that to him. What I'm saying now is... I think he sued the state afterwards. That way, have him clean the street. Don't have him stand there with a sign. That, that judge should have turned around and said, you know what, you can get down there and you can clean the whole of O'Connell Street for the next two months. And your parents, and we'll arrange it at a time. If it has to be six o'clock in a summer evening, you're doing it at six o'clock in a summer evening with your parents. Because that's what's wrong. Kids have no respect for parents, for elders, for guards, for no one. And why? Because they know they're going to get away with it. And they are getting away with it. Guards can't be arsed now half the time because they know if they haul them in, it's going to be too much paperwork. They're going to have to go down to the parents and nothing's going to be done with it. Why don't we have a children's court, a proper children's court in this country for that kind of a thing? Uh, well, Peter, would something like that work where you're punishing the parents with the child, so to speak? Oh, sorry, Peter. The thing of, of having a facility for young people to go. When you're in, in that predicament and when you're growing up and you're trying to be a big bad gangster... Were were you, by friends, the way, were you, in a facility, were you in Pats? I was in Pats for a few weeks on remand, yeah, until, okay. I, until I got a chance to get off drugs and so and, on. And so what age were you when you, when you were in Pats? Um, 16. And were you scared? God, the first time I went into the path, it was frightening for my life until I got to see people in there I knew. But what happens is, is that it's like another notch on your belt. It's like every time you go to Oberstown or every time you go to the same path and you come back out, everybody looks up to you then and it's another notch on your belt. And, oh, yeah, I was in Pats. So I seen this fella and that fella. And, and that's, it's all part of that lifestyle. And something has to be done in regards to rehabilitation and recovery, not just going into a prison or into Oberstown. And oh, what about what, what, what Angela do. suggested that a community service? So, in other words, you go out and paint the walls of the library or the fences, the local fences, or something new, and your and your parents together. The tree is. But the parents didn't commit the crime. or do the do the do what the person parents, done. Parents are to blame for this. Part, most my of parents are not to blame for what I done. But did they know where you were? No, they, a... did, they didn't. I ran off and they didn't know where I was. They tried to track me down and, and get me away from the crowd that I was with. And they didn't succeed. I rebelled against them. I was, I was going off with these people. And my parents and my family didn't matter. I ended up a heroin addict. I ended up on the streets. I ended up in a, in a bad place. Because I was rebellious and I didn't want nothing got to do with them. Yeah, but we're kind of more, you know, I'm more aiming for... Just basically, if I can say well, it. No, listen, I know the parents out there that don't give a rat about their kids. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people like that. But I'm I saying that it's some parents that get caught. 
What? I'm not talking. I'm not talking about the 16-year-old that is strung out on heroin and weed and coke and the whole lot. I'm talking about the 12-year-old, right? Who's out there with his friends, 12 and 13-year-olds, and they're doing damage everywhere, and they're causing absolute mayhem, and they're frightening elderly, and they're doing that. I'm talking about that type of a thing that catches them at 12 and frighten the living crap out of them. I mean, I, I don't know what age you start disappearing at night. What age were you, Peter, when you start disappearing? 15. Okay, but, I, you know, I think this thing usually starts younger. And I remember doing a report going back a few years ago from Tala, and there was a kind of row going on between the two estates, one on each side of the Bellegarde Road, or not the Bellegarde Road, it would have been the Blessington Road. And there was a, a nine-year-old with a Molotov cocktail thrown mm-hmm. across it. Now, and I'm saying to myself, this is at nine o'clock at night. Where are the parents of that child? He looked yeah. about nine or ten years of age. You know what I mean? So th- this starts, in a lot of cases, very young. There are a lot of parents. You may be an exception to the rule that came from a good family but turned out to be a tow rag by your own admission. So you may be an exception to the rule, Peter. And you're not now, obviously, but at the time. Um, but in saying that, generally speaking, a lot of these kids, their parents are scum. Yeah, I understand that. And, and I won't defend that, a parent that doesn't care where their children are or what their children are doing. I won't defend that. But I will defend the parents that some parents get caught, like my parents did, and I wouldn't blame it on them because they tried their best. And there is parents out there like that. But there is a majority of parents that these kids belong to probably don't give a rat about them. But what I'm saying to you is, is at 12 and 13, if these pe- kids are taken and put into a place, it's just they're getting out and they're a, they're a hero to their friends. No, I know, I know. Yeah, it's like a badge of honour. Yeah, I was in Oberstown. I know Pats has gone now. But, yeah. Yeah. Until they end up in Mount Joy. Yeah, but that's the next step. Well, stay there for a second. I want to go to Paul as well. Paul, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Paul? Hiya, Noel. Good. I hope, you're, I hope I, you, you're well and your family. And uh, say hello to all the crew up there. You're doing an amazing job. Ah, oh, thanks very much, Paul. And can I just say, just before I get on to the topic, can I just say a big uh, thank you to uh, Mr. Farrelly? For featuring um, my mum on the show yesterday. Sorry, again, oh, da- bit, uh, Damien Farley was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Feature- featured my mum who had COVID and that, and okay, got about eight, seven years of age. But anyway, going All back. Right, well, to well, the, and how is she now? Is she okay? She's in good form, thank you. Yeah, good, yeah. good, really good. good. Yeah, good. that's lovely um, to hear. Okay, and, and Paul, in relation to these kids, and look, I don't know whether you've seen the videos going around at the weekend of all these gangs across Baldoyle and Port Marnock and Balbriggan and uh, John mentioned some in Cork as well. I mean, what should be done with these kids? A politician has suggested we fine or take money off the, uh, the welfare of, of people if they're not working or fine them if they are working, the parents of these children. I wouldn't agree with that uh, at all, really, taking money off people who are on their knees already, to be honest, because that's what's happened to the children. Um, to me, this is a political thing. It's going back to like 20-odd years ago, 25 years ago. Um, the same parties, they didn't give a shit about the mums and dads of these kids today 20-odd years ago, did they? Well, these kids are between and, 10 and 16. Yeah, yeah, but I'm going back 20 years. Yeah. So their parents, like twenty odd years ago, and now these kids are sixteen. Yeah, this is this is coming from the way their parents were treated years ago. So there, there was never an investment into the youths, really. When when I grew up, I, I mean, I'm fifty eight this June. Okay. When I was growing up, and I was that age, I, 
from the Dublin mountains. We we had to make our own fun. We didn't get anything but, from. Uh, well, that does, does, does that con- contra- Yeah, but does that not contradict what you just said? Because you're two years older than me. 1961, you were born. You're two. I, yeah, I, so you're two years older than me. And you're right, when we were kids, there wasn't much around. The odd youth centre here and there, and we made our own fun. But you're saying that the government ignored the parents of these children or ignored these children or not provide enough for them to do. But why is that a responsibility to give them something to do? Well, it is the responsibility of the government to uh, provide stuff for kids to do. But, there's there's no, no, but they didn't provide anything no, for you, no, Paul, and you didn't turn out to be a scumbag. Do you know what I mean? I, I understand that point. But, but there is nothing for these kids to do today. There, There's there loads for them to do. We've never, we've never been in a generation and an era, Paul, where there wasn't more for them to do. There's loads for them to do. Look, like, they don't, they don't, like, um, every village in the, in the country doesn't have a, a youth club where these kids can go and meet up and be with each other. I honestly That's believe there's a lot more today than there was back then. Yeah, I, think, I, I mean, I, I mean, Paul... I think you've contradicted your own argument, and I'm not having a pop at you, but I think you've contradicted your own argument. By your own admission, you had nothing to do when you were a kid. Neither did I at your age, because I'm the same age as you. We had very little. You're not a scumbag. I'm not a scumbag. You didn't go around terrorising places and burning cars out and all sorts of carry-on, and neither did I. So, in other words, we fe- we made our own entertainment because our parents guided us. Sorry, Angela, you want to say something to Paul there? Yeah, I do. Like, Jesus, when I look at back when I went, when I was in school, there was never, there wasn't even a tenth of what there is now out there between GA and rugby and swimming and ballet and karate and even UFC and MMA. And like I, where I grew up as well, like there wasn't much to do, but we made our own entertainment. We didn't have iPads. Jesus, all we had was the, the Atari. And for God's sake, that was a luxury. Yeah. You know, you cannot, absolutely not. Blame the government for this. What you do is you can't you blame the parents okay. who have you blame the parents who are getting no respect from their kids. Sorry, go ahead, Paul. You want to say something there? Go. You can you can blame the government in all ways. They need to provide more for kids. I I see it in my community here down. I'm I'm living in River Chapel now down in Cork Town, right? And I see it in the community here. What's being provided for these kids and by their mums and dads down here. Is football pitches, BMX uh, tracks, all different sorts, but the parents are providing it for them, right? Yes, uh, um, I did say the government's not doing enough, but the, the parents are raising most of the money to put these places in place. So to me, what my point is, the government needs to invest more in children and give them more to do, right? But I think we have invested. If you look at areas that would have high unemployment rates, you know, and certain areas that would be, would have social problems, the government has invested more money. I mean, you look at some areas, they have more playgrounds because of the social problems they would have with young children. They would have more boxing clubs and GAA clubs and in these yeah. areas. I mean, look at other areas, for example, that don't have the same social problems. They have less to do. In other words, this is generational, Paul. So, you know, when you've got parents who are bad parents or tow rags, unfortunately, sometimes the child hasn't got a hope. No, so... So what, what, what you're actually saying then, Noel, is that um, we were afraid of our parents to the point that we wouldn't do anything wrong and we did go out and we found our own enjoyment, blah, blah, blah. Or 
Well, know, I, well we, I think I think I think our parents had more control over us than parents a lot of parents do nowadays and I also believe that we had a healthy fear of authority so we might have had a healthy fear of Angarda Shekana whereas the kids yeah. nowadays have no fear of the guards because all they do is take out their phones and they'll video it you can't bleed and touch them yeah. oh, I have you on video guard that, that's, that's why I agree with Valerie there that there needs Angela. to be a, a big detention centre these kids do yes I do yeah. I am saying these kids need to be punished, and they do. If they do wrong, whether they're 11, 12 years of age, if they do wrong and they keep doing it, they need to be punished. They need the frightener needs to be put punished. on. Them. What is that going to show them? Like, what's punishment going to show them? It's, it's, it's going to show them we have to get them in and teach them right yes, morals, but, right ways yes. of living, and right things to do instead of punishing. You could argue that, Peter, to the end, you know, down a rabbit hole. You could say, what's the point in punishing somebody over the age of 18 by putting them in jail in the first place? Yeah, well, I, I was in court, and I tell you something, a, a, a judge a judge went in favour of a man going to a recovery place rather than prison, and in a way he undermined the prison system, saying that there was no such way that the man would recover in prison with the way things are at Mount Joy and all, and sent him to a different place where he could uh, have a chance of getting recovery. And there was more, more mm. places like that where people could go and be taught morals and maybe build camps of some sort where right, they, get, they get taken away, their freedom is taken away. But while they're taken away, they should be taught things. Not right, they take their punishment or they get a year in, in this build camp where they're sent and are taught things. Well, I, I wouldn't disagree. Somebody mentioned earlier on, like the, the army or the reserve army. Uh, okay, listen, lads, thank you very much indeed, and thanks. I'm delighted to hear about your man, Paul. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.